Hello, humans. It's, it's your girl, girl Chocolate Thunder, bringing you another episode of Summaries with Chalk. All right, guys. Hey, uh... This episode was long awaited for so many reasons. Mainly, I've been uh, working with the school district, you know, since August, like the middle of August. Um, And so now that kids are like, most kids, I feel like at my campus, yeah, most kids are not virtual anymore. A lot of them are face to face now. So, you know. I'm on the front lines, you know what I'm saying? Um, There's a lot of kids who are, um, you know, in my face all the time now. And yes, we wear masks. I have a few, well, just one student who um, struggles with putting on a mask. And crazy thing is she has like a doctor's note that says like, oh, she doesn't need to wear it. Crazy, I don't know, but um she um, is on the spectrum, so we try not to, um, I guess, I mean, at the beginning of the year, we try to get her, put it on, negotiate, and I have times where um, I do things at work, and she puts it on, but when she's not wearing it, I'm like, well, you can't play this game because it's partners, or you can't be that close to someone because you don't have a mask on, certain things like that, um, and, uh, that's like not what this is about but that's just another thing so I you know I've been like really emotionally drained um and like for those who've been listening you know that I have had MS like it's been over a year now since I found out and that's been pretty crazy um just like seeing um your notifications from like what I was doing this time last year um, it's like, wow, um, I don't know how to sit down, <laughs> pretty much, and that's what got me in the hospital, you know, uh, when I relapsed and all of that, um, but saying all that leads me up to this, um, topic today, this came kind of on the fly, um, but I really, you know, as usual, it's gonna be a ramble podcast like the others, don't really know what I'm going to actually be talking about. I mean, what's going to come out, but I do know what the topic is. So today's episode will be about the summaries of sobriety, the summaries of sobriety. Whoop, whoop. Okay, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so, yeah, uh, all that stuff that I was saying in the intro kind of leads up to this. Um, you know, me being released from the hospital, seeing an MRI of my brain and everything. Um, I was like, strictly no alcohol, strictly no uh, weed, no smoking, none of that. Because I was like afraid of what my brain could look like and I did all these 
things to like try to strengthen my neurons, my myelin sheath, um, to just help my MS. And the first time, you know, I left the hospital just fine, was, was able to walk and everything, but I still couldn't do certain things like fold my clothes or put my pants on, tie my shoes without, without it being a struggle. And so I suffered from that. You know, I still had a weak bladder. I would still have accidents. Um, I would still be extremely fatigued um, and stuff like that. And this is sober, sober Michelle, sober Chocolate Thunder, you know? So I was like, gosh, you know? But I still was working out. Like I would work out, you know, in the mornings with my mom. We did that for a long time. And then I was like, I want to do harder workouts. So I started working out with her in the mornings. And then in the afternoons, I would do like bike riding or uh, weightlifting, stuff like that. And then I got that job where I was a behavior therapist, um, working one-on-one with kids on the spectrum. And that was interesting, challenging, but also kind of fun. I really loved it. And, uh, you know, and then probably after like working there for not even a month, probably like a few weeks, I had a relapse, went back to the hospital, fell even harder, you know, literally and physically, and was there even longer and brought in the new year, you know, with the ability not to walk. So the second time felt like how the first time could have been, maybe should have been. And I went through a terrible season of loss and losing lost my job, lost my finances. I lost a lot of things that I had worked really hard to get and get back and to save and to keep. Um, And that was really, really overwhelming. And even to this day, like it's what, September? And I'm still trying to recover from some of those losses and I'm doing better. Um, I'm doing better with my health. Like, man, man, I'm a G, you know what I mean? Like, I'm lifting weights again, I'm walking without assistance, you know, Uh, I'm taking infusions, but I've already done them for the year, I'm fully vaccinated, blah, 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 all the good stuff. Um, But probably around my birthday, maybe, April, April, I kind of, I went to sing live at this um, art show, which was really an awesome experience, and someone was like, hey, I really want to toast to you because you did so well singing. And I was like, oh, I mean, I'm drinking water. And she was like, you can't toast to water. So she brought me a glass of wine, like two, maybe two ounces, four ounces. And I took a little sip of it and then I chilled on it for a minute. And I was like, yeah, that was my first time, you know, and I was like, I don't really want to, you know, backtrack. So after that, I was kind of cool, didn't do anything. Then my birthday came and one of my friends that I hadn't talked to in so long, like hit me up because in the neighborhood where I used to live, there was like a shooting and something. I don't even know. It wasn't even in my complex that I lived in, but it was like around the neighborhood. I still don't know really what happened, but uh, he was like, your neighborhood is ghetto. Are you okay? And I was like, what? I mean, I guess it was a joke because it wasn't really a, a ghetto neighborhood. It was pretty nice, you know? So I was like, what are you talking about? I'm fine, you know? And so we kind of started talking, whatever. And then um, they hung out with me one day, one evening and like brought over like a joint or something. And, um, I smoked it. 
I was like, oh my God, I hadn't smoked in forever. You know, he told them my story and everything. They couldn't believe it. And it was cool. And then for my birthday, they brought me like, uh, like a huge bag of weed. And I didn't ask for this, right? And like a, a bong, which was beautiful. And I didn't ask for any of that. But it was cool um, for the time being because it was just like uh, a good escape. I'm a seven on the Enneagram. And so we're gluttonous people. We get we get to these places of like, oh, you know, wanting to escape our feelings. Um, and which is probably why I strive to work out as much as I do now. I know you could look at me and be like, what, girl? Work out who? You know? But I looked at, like, today, today or yesterday, maybe, like, it was someone's birthday. And, you know, now on Facebook, they, like, post pictures that you guys have together. And one of them was from college. And I was like, man, I was thick, like, big, big. So I see that I see that girl, and I'm like, wow, how unhappy she was. You know what I mean? Um, and it made me really sad to see that. Um, but happy, you know, because that was a good time at the same time. So seeing that girl and seeing who I am now is like night and day, really. Um, so anyways, that time came and that's when I started smoking. But once, you know, that was gone, I was like, look, I don't have the money or the time to like invest in weed like I used to. I just, I, it's just not who I am really anymore. Um, so I didn't really like bother to like try to find it. And I think I contacted an old plug like maybe twice once or twice and um man it just ain't the same right so point is I had a relapse and then um I also had a relapse of like drinking a little bit but I can't hang like I used to like I don't necessarily want to, and now that I work out and stuff, I'm like, no, that's gonna make me gain, or it's not as important as it used to be to me. Um, so, I just wanted to talk about just the struggle with remaining sober. It's been very, um, it's been very like hard. Sometimes I don't even think about it; it doesn't cross my mind, and other times it's like a struggle, but since like my birthday and since probably like this summer I started working you know over the summer even though I'm a teacher you don't necessarily have to work in the summer but I was like I'm gonna still work because one of my old employers asked me like hey you know do you want to come back and I was like yeah I'll come back in the summer like totally so I went there and met up with some old uh, uh, co-workers and it was fun it was just like a good escape right so I was like yeah um and that was like a good, yeah, a good reason to like remain busy and sober and stuff like that. So I did that and it was cool. And uh, uh, then I went back to work and I've just been too busy to like worry about weed like that. You know what I'm saying? And I work very close to like one of my plugs, like literally probably like 10 minutes away, five minutes, like real close. Right. So the temptation is there. Is right, right, like across the street, pretty much. Not really, but you know, same neighborhood. And I could easily be like, "Yo, uh, what you doing? Where you at?" You know. And I did that like once or twice. I think last year, 
towards the end of the year. And uh, after that, I'm like, uh, okay, I'm, I'm not, I don't even really like know the lingo as much as I used to, you know what I mean? I used to go hard for that stuff, right? I used to be that person. But I learned that ever since I stopped smoking and drinking as heavily as I did, um, I don't really have friends anymore. Which for Michelle being a seven, like we're always like the life of the party, blah, blah, blah. Um, And so that was kind of a hard pill to swallow. And it made me think, like, should I? Should I go back? Like, I miss my friends, blah, blah, blah. And to top that all off, I um, started talking about, like, Jesus and God a lot. And people are like, ew. It's like you're talking about something disgusting. People don't like that. And so I, I don't have as much friends nearly at all anymore because I talk about Jesus and God. I feel like uh, my acting career has kind of shifted a lot because of my health and everything. And I'm like, uh... Can I, am I still considered a singer? Like, can you, do you guys think that I can sing? Can I carry a tune? Can I even act? Can I read? Like, I'm thinking about all this stuff um, because I'm, I'm on earth, you know? Like, when I wasn't, it was easy to escape that. Whatever, you can think what you want. Like, I'm not even sober right now. I don't care. But now that I'm sober, I'm able to um, think about a lot of this stuff a lot more. And yeah, it's hard. And I'm not, like... Uh, I do cognitive behavior therapy, but other than that, like, I'm not in, like, a rehab for a sobriety or anything like that to remain on the track of staying sober, and, uh, um, sometimes I'm like, do I want to do that? Can I afford to do that? You know what I mean? But I am proud of myself because of how long I've been, like, chilling, you know what I mean? I had probably, like, one or two relapses or whatever but like I'm not like I don't even go as hard as I used to so I be thinking about it y'all especially after after work sometimes and those kids be going crazy like I work with severely um like severe kids on the spectrum like but they're in a school district setting so they're in class having these tantrums and stuff like that and you know here I am I mean you hear my voice I can't be like, I said, you know, sit down or whatever. But in my head, I'm tell- I'm thinking that. But I'm like, hey, hey, okay. Like, hey, here's the thing. If you sit down, I'll give you a unicorn. And if you put your shoes on and your socks, that's two unicorns. If you put your mask back on, that's three. You know what I mean? So I, talk- I have to talk to them like that. And it's so funny. We were at a staff meeting and they were like, okay, I want you and your department to come up with like team names. And so all these people came up with team names and then we came up with the negotiators, (laughs) which is funny. We were cracking up at it. But now that I'm at work and like for real, for real, because when I started this job, y'all, I couldn't walk very well at all. I was using a cane and stuff around campus and it was it was embarrassing because nobody knew me. I didn't know them. Here I am walking around campus with this cane. It was totally like unbelievable. So to be here this year able to take the stairs without thinking, able to, you know, lift kids off the desk without thinking, able to to go after kids when they're running around without thinking about it is cool because I couldn't do that. I I didn't even dream of being able to do that. Like we'd be walking in line to like go to recess and I'd be at the very back of the line playing it off like I'm looking at the back of the line like I'm the caboose, but in reality I couldn't keep up. Now it ain't no thing. 
So I think about all that kind of stuff, and I'm like, you've come so far, Michelle. Um, And not only that, this world, we're all going through, we're all having PTSD. We're all, it was a traumatizing experience. And a lot of my friends who I'm fairly close to have lost people that they love from COVID and things like that. And just when you think like, oh, we might be able able to take these masks off, more people are getting vaccinated and blah, blah, blah. Delta comes out, Delta variant. And like, not only that, there's like other strains, you know what I mean? More intense. So the world is crazy. It's crazy outside. You know what I'm saying? Um, Cause I remember I made that episode about outside, open it back up. Everybody was lit. Child, I've been in the house. I hardly go out. I'm scared to go out. You know what I mean? Um, yes, I'm high risk, but I'm also working with high risk students. And, you know, I have to think about that. And I think about, so what made you want to relapse? What made me want to do that? And I think for me, it was attention. There was like a friend at my house who I hadn't seen in so long. And, you know, I wanted to just make connections because like I told you guys, you know, earlier, I was like, yeah, I lost a lot of my friends. And I like don't know if people consider me their friend anymore because now... You know, I'd be talking about Jesus and God and how I prayed or I'm praying for you. I'm praying for this or that or whatever. And so I I think a lot of people just don't know how to have those conversations. It's almost like you talk about racism or whatever with with people who are not black and how they're uncomfortable about that. You know what I'm saying? But all I'm doing is talking about God and Jesus, because in all honesty, I wouldn't be able to get through half the stuff. None of the stuff, to be honest, none of it without without God. Like, I know that sounds corny to a lot of people maybe listening, but, like, I couldn't... There's so many things I couldn't do. Let me tell y'all, I wore Converse, like, high tops. I have them in my closet. There's a lot of shoes that I, you know, I was talking to, like, my family members, and they were like, oh, maybe you should get rid of those. Like, just get, like, a whole new um, wardrobe, if you will. And part of me was like, with whose money? Okay, because I was terminated while I was in the hospital from a job that I really loved, really wanted. Um, But now I know that God was like, yeah, let it go because I have something better in store for you. And he was right. And so a lot of that stuff in my closet was like shoes and stuff. But I uh, went, I was like, I'm going to try to wear these shoes today. And that morning, like I didn't even practice the night before or whatever. That morning, I took him out and laced up one shoe, went fine, double knotted it and everything went fine. Did the other shoe, double knotted it, boom, bam. Wore them all day at work. Didn't even think about it till I got home, took them off. I'm like, oh, shoot. Okay. <laughs> then I wore a scarf to work. Like I recently just got my hair braided, um, which was crazy. You know what I mean? And so I put my hair in like a top bun by myself and it wasn't really a struggle. And uh, uh, I wore a scarf on, I think it was a Friday, maybe. I wore like a head scarf on top of the braids. You know, I tied it, twisted it, put it, you know, put it on my head. Everything was fine. So that showed me like, hey, your grip strength is getting better your ability to like your your fine motor skills are getting better along with your gross motor skills because I work out every day and yeah those those workouts suck man they're hard but they're amazing 
because it's lifting weights. I'm lifting weights, which I miss, right? So I'm doing them again. Um, and of course, they're a modified version. So sometimes I have to do those because not because I'm lazy, sometimes because I'm lazy, but sometimes because I just can't do certain moves yet. I learned instead of saying I can't do them anymore or whatever to say that I can't do them yet. So, but another thing that I struggle with or was I was choosing was, yeah, I'm going to smoke. I'm going to drink because it's a reason to hang out with this person. It's a reason to hang out with that person, which I don't think is okay because it showed me that like, hey, in your past, a lot of people were hanging out with you because you, you were the plug, you had the green or you knew where to get it. Right. Um, and that made me sad to think about that. Like, Michelle equals weed. <laughs> That's how people know me, right? And <clears throat> I don't even know if they saw my talent, if they saw my my hilarity or, you know, my loyalty or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? So that really showed me a lot, especially this time around now that I'm kind of on the other side of it. And yet, yeah, it's a journey I think you'll have to face forever. Uh, but I've had, as a seven, there's a lot of things that I'm overcoming, like gluttony, like literal gluttony, like wanting to eat my feelings all the time. When I'm bored, when I'm sad, when I'm, what, uh, lonely or whatever, like, I want to eat, eat, eat. And so I was doing that, especially in college. I look back at college and I'm like, I don't even know that girl. I don't even know that body she was in. And it makes me sad. And I think about who I am now and the work that I've done to get to where I am now is beautiful. Even when I look in the mirror and there are things that I try to uh, talk about, like, oh, I don't like this or your arms or blah, blah. It's like, man, you're petty and you're looking for reasons to not like this or that about you. I think about that movie Mean Girls when they were like, my nail bits suck. Like, your nail bits, like, they're looking for any little thing to hate about themselves. And I'm like, why? And I know now that that's, like, obviously not God. God ain't in my ear talking about, girl, go on and do some sit-ups. And do some push-ups while you in there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was I was at, like, a Bible study with some friends. And they were one guy, and it was funny. He was like, I, I'm pretty sure there's not a casting call to get into heaven. They're not going to be like, must be white must be you know uh fit in shape or willing to get in shape you know what i'm saying they're not looking for that when you get to heaven it ain't about any of that like you know what i mean and so when i think about that i'm like you you're all you're okay michelle like you've come so far and you know now that you have the ability to do it and that's what's kind of keeping me going with remaining sober like for a long time like I was sober for almost a year until probably like May-ish then not only did I relapse with MS like you know previously you know last year like the end of last year but I also relapsed with like uh, substances and I'm talking like just weed and and wine, you know what I mean? It's, which ain't like heavy, heavy, but like for me and what I was trying to do with my brain, like I, I'm still into brain stuff, right? And when I went back after that relapse, they gave me another MRI scan. And like, even though it was worse, I didn't see like huge, like 
huge lesions on my brain, like the lesions, some of them were still there. Some of them were much smaller or gone completely. And I'm supposed to get another MRI at the end of this year. And part of me is like, no, because I was drinking and smoking a little bit. I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want you to see, I don't want y'all to see my brain. Like, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I want to see it. You know what I mean? And uh, I just want to see the growth that I can or can't have from just chilling. And like, you know, I'm obsessed with Dr. Daniel Amen. He be doing brain scans, which are like, um, like MRIs are kind of like x-rays of your brain. And the scans are like 3D versions, in my opinion, of MRIs. And they show you like all the damage in your brain. And like you could have damage from like, you know, um, being, uh, what is it, like ADHD or like um, depression, stuff like that. And the damage it can do on your brain. And I'm thinking about uh, me. Like I had so much depression. So much anxiety. Uh, and all, how a lot of that stuff can lead to your lifelong effects of like, um, uh, you know, Alzheimer's and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, I don't want any of that. Because I have enough. You know, so part of me is like, I think a lot of people won't understand or won't care, but it's just something that I'm trying to do for myself. And I've been by myself, like, honestly, even while healing by myself, I just started going to like physical church again. And it's kind of cool because I haven't been there in so long. Like I watched virtually, but I was watching like a whole nother congregation for a while. Now I'm watching, well, I'm attending, like, my childhood church. And it's kind of sad because a lot of people don't be going, I guess, because they're watching online and stuff, which I feel, I feel that. I understand that just to keep your distance while we can because it's crazy outside. But at the same time, you know, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to show up because I feel like I need to. But I also don't want to, like, be a manipulator to God like hey man hey God I'm here because I feel guilty about this or that I feel I'm here because I drank last night or I'm here because of this which is a good reason to go like to run to him instead of run away from him and I have moments man where I'm like ooh, I'm trying to run away I'm trying to just be by myself because I can be very reclusive very much in solitude and you know what I mean I find comfortability there Um, I don't know if that's my five wing or what that makes me just kind of want to be alone um, and read and listen to podcasts and stuff like that. Or even make this podcast, you know, like, by the way, I'm sober (laughs) right now, but I do have moments. I'm not going to sit here and lie. I have moments. Um, And surprise, guys, I'm human. But even so, yeah. Um, and you know, I'm just trying to make it through and I know I don't sound like super upbeat or whatever. And I'm not saying I, I'm sad. I'm pretty chill right now. I'm like, I'm, I'm happy. I'm not going to say that I'm not happy. Things could be better, but you know, I'm learning another thing that I've learned. And I don't know if this has anything to do with sobriety, but this is a ramble podcast. So y'all going to either listen or cut it off but um I think for me it's like hey 
um, you're going through this season of loss and losing because, you know, the, how they say, like in the Bible, like, um, give us this day our daily bread. Like, I have to choose choose today and ask God to give me all that I need for today instead of, hey, give me, um, give me enough stuff to, so that I can last because I think that he's trying to see how much I can handle with a little bit because if he if he can trust me with a little bit that I have then he knows he can give me more and I, he can trust me with more right and so that's what I'm learning he's gonna have to give me a little bit in order for me to get a lot because if he give me a lot now and I go out and buy like hella weed some drink on top of that you know what I'm saying it's like what is he gonna do what am I gonna do and like what am I expecting him to do right so I can complain and stuff, and, and he understands that. He understands what I need. But honestly, guys, like, I ain't missed a rent check. I mean, I pay my rent on time every month. You know what I'm saying? I pay my bills every month. I have provision every every month and every day, you know? And even with a new car, like, new levels bring new devils, and that's for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like... Um, a lot of this showed me, even during the pandemic, who are my real friends? Who are my real friends? And even when I got sick, God really stripped me down. It was like, who are your real friends? Who are your real friends right now? Oh, you don't smoke or drink anymore. So who are your real friends? Oh, you dabble a little bit in smoking and drinking. Who's going to be your real friends when you do this or that? And it's showing me because I'm like not family oriented really at all. Like, I don't really... I don't really care for family, but I know it's because of my growings up and I'm having a hard time. I'm getting better of just letting go of things that happened to me when I was a kid. Um, and I'm like, that could be a whole nother episode, but I feel like that would be hard to listen to because, man, if I told y'all some stories, you'd be like, no way, because even I can't believe a lot of it, but it did happen. It was real. And I could play victim all day. You know what I'm saying? I'm an actor, so that ain't no problem. You know what I'm saying? To play the victim. But I don't necessarily think it's going to help me. It doesn't serve me. And it doesn't serve the people around me. And I work with little kids who love to play the victim all day. Those kids are petty. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, how petty are you going to be, Michelle, about all of this? And I really, I think cognitive behavior therapy has really kind of helped me with that. To be okay with my imperfections. And just doing the best that I can with what I have. Like, I did an audition today. And um, I liked it. And, you know, I used to be, like, really nervous because my headshots look different. Like, my hair looks different than my headshots. You know what I'm saying? And, like, in the acting world, it's like you have to really, like, consult with people before you change your hair and do anything different to your hair. They want to know what you're going to do before you do it. And then when I did it, you know, I was like, hey, man. You get what you get, you don't throw a fit, okay? If they want to drop me from this agency, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily be mad, you know what I mean? Because I got what I needed when I needed to do it, and hopefully I'll, I will book things in the future, but booking things is hard, okay, child? Um, but I still, I still do get opportunities, like even from the theater world. A lot of that stuff is really cool, and it's, I still get opportunities, which is awesome. Um, I just know that for me, it's like, okay, like, uh, I just can't go as hard as I used to go hard. Like, but I do know now that like, you know, I will drink wine. Like that's something that I do. I will drink wine. 
um, but I'm not like, let me drink all the wine. Let me do. I just can't hang like that. I don't necessarily want to. I'm. Bo- I get bored so quickly. I'm like, all right, I'm cool. I'm cool. Um, but I have moments where I think about it a lot, and I'm like, I don't know when I would start. Like, when are you officially gonna be sober, sober forever? You know, I don't know. I don't know, guys. I'm not gonna say that I'm perfect, but uh, like to be honest, I had I've had this bottle of wine for like a long time now <laughs> in my kitchen. It's still in there. Still got wine in it. You know what I mean? So I'm proud of that. But it's not like, I'm sad. I'm going to drink. Like, child, most of the time I'm sad after work. I will work out and then lay down and go to bed. But I still can make people laugh. I still I still have it in me to be funny. But I'm learning now. I'm praying about it. For God to bring me friends who understand friends who are not afraid to say God or Jesus and you know they don't freak out if I say it um stuff like that and he's already answering those prayers which is super awesome super cool um I'm just trying now to learn that I don't have to run from my problems like how I used to do and if I do run it should be to him or to dang bed and not you know not to weed or wine or any other thing. Because, like, in the past, man, you name the drug, I've done it. You name it, I've done it. Like, I've done all the drugs. All the drugs um, used to be my thing to not be on earth. I'm surprised I'm alive. Like, I'm kind of not... I'm kind of like, oh, yeah, well, no wonder I have MS. I don't even know if that's due to drugs or anything. But my myelin sheep been gone, child. Because all the drugs I done did, child... You know, but I'm happy to say that that's not who I am anymore. I mean, it's not who I want to be anymore. And I know now that healing is not a linear thing. It's not like you go up, 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 up. You could go up, 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 and then boom, fall down. But the thing is, will you get back up? How long are you going to stay down, right? How long are you going to stay on the ground before you decide I'm going to get up? My brother had a song we were younger, and I can't even remember the words, you know, but he was talking about something about, like, you know, you trip on a hole, and you laugh at that hole and keep going or something like that. I can't even remember. He's going to be like, what? But um, basically, it was the same idea. Like, when you fall down, get up, dust yourself off, Aaliyah. Dust yourself off and try again. You could dust it off and try again, try again. I love that. Sorry, I don't I don't own the rights to that. I don't own the rights. <laughs> but I'm just saying. Um Michelle, dust yourself off and try again. So that's a short little little something, because I don't have much to say. Uh I'm gonna do probably like a real quick listen, read, watch after this and then that's gonna be it y'all thank you for tuning in so far you're awesome i appreciate you you are loved oh okay sorry i didn't realize i was recording child okay So I want to just do a listen, read, watch real quick. Um, All right. So 
what I've been listening to a lot has been like, uh, let me pull them up. I've been listening to so many podcasting, like, uh, I was listening to the Enneagram journey with Susan Stabile. I love her. I'm obsessed with her. She's like an Enneagram genius, man. I love this woman. She wrote like the journey back to you and another book that I read. I forget, I forget what it's called, but she's awesome. She talks a lot about Enneagrams and you know, I'm obsessed with Enneagrams. So, uh, I listened to that. I'm listening to recently, like I'm listening to the gospel coalition. Um, my brother told me about it and I was like, oh, I don't know. I, I don't really know my, my Bible like that, but I listened to it. I've been listening to it recently because there was, um, like, hold on. I, I was, I'm afraid to, I'm trying to find the episode. Like what's it called? Because, uh, there was this one lady that I started listening to. And what I like about this lady is like her story is kind of insane. Like she used to be, uh, I think she swung to another side of her sexuality and she changed. And uh, her name is Jackie Hill Perry. I love this woman. She's funny. She's super chill. And just like, she talked about the power of words and how your words have so much power. And like, you know, a lot of people say that, but she put it in like this biblical perspective and basically reminded me of my friend Terry from my Bible study group who was like, don't get hung by the tongue. And she was telling me about that book. And I started reading that book, but I haven't finished it. That book's so short. I didn't even finish it though. Um, so that's uh, what I was listening to. And man, I listened to it like probably two times, maybe three times. And I'm probably going to listen to it again because I have a problem with not letting things marinate. Even when I'm talking to you, I'd be like, what was I talking about? So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to like get better at that. But like, that was it. You know, that was a good one. And then there was another episode on the gospel coalition about anxiety. It's like, even in our, even in our anxiety, God is in control. And I'm like, man, and like he was talking about how Paul had all this anxiety about really wanting his his friends or his, you know, people in the community to really understand what he was saying about God and like just about like their faith and stuff like that. And how he was just like he had anxiety, you know, in wanting them to learn more about what he knew what he had learned and like this dude was like killing christians and stuff his name was saul and then you know he got his name changed to paul shout out to saul paul (laughs) but i love that so much um i love that idea so much and so i'm like okay even in my anxiety god is still in control that's something that i need to remember you know because i chose to control my own anxiety by smoking and drinking and doing all this other stuff. And so being present on Earth, like I was on Mars for a long time, y'all, for years. Like years and years and years. I was on Mars. I was on Mars. And now, you know, I'm on Earth. And I'm walking around and I'm like, Earth is ghetto. This is a terrible place. But 
it's not my home. This is not my home. I'm just passing through. So I have to remember that, right? Mm, So I've been listening to a lot of that. I was listening to Elevation Church and Transformation Church and Union Church. But I'm kind of like tripping about that just because I'm like, how much of this is real? Some of the times they say some good stuff and some of the times, you know, they don't say enough like uh, about the Bible or they read the Bible or they rush through it. And there's not a lot of like time for me to for, for me to let it hit. But like sometimes it's funny and stuff. And I appreciate laughter, so I listen to that. Um, the Food Heaven podcast, I will always love that. Um, like, it's just really good. It talks about health and, like, different ways to process your food and think about your food and your food mindset. Because that's a really, that you know, at 4-7, that's a journey. That's something that, like... We just be eating just to eat. We don't think about what we're putting in our mouth and in our bodies. And I think about my brain so much now. And that matters. You know what I mean? And, you know, I'm going to always love Ear Hustle. Ear Hustle, man. Such a good podcast. If you don't know what I'm talking about, look these podcasts up, y'all. Because they good. And they're not all about church and God and stuff. Ear Hustle is about, you know, people in prison. People behind bars. Some of them still behind bars. They talk about their journey. And a lot of them, like me, were, you know, in in trouble for, you know, trying to use drugs and sell drugs or whatever, escaping. You know what I mean? And then they got got. They ended up in prison. So now a lot of them are having to go through withdrawals and stuff because they are sober and like no j- drugs are allowed in prison. People be finding a way. And that's the thing. You be finding a way when you really want something, you find a way. And I have to remember that when I'm thinking about so many other things in my life. Um, Everything is Alive. Good podcast. Really funny. Um, it's about, they talk about like random things like vending machines and they, the, the vending machine has a name. Like this, this next episode that I'm going to listen to, his name is Vinny and he's a vending machine. And they talk about like what it feels like to be a vending machine and how they get used and sometimes abused. And we, you think about, you know, just little everyday things and how we take advantage of the things around us. And, you know, that's something that I think about often now because, you know, how easy it was. Let me tie shoes. It ain't, we don't even think about tying shoes. It ain't no thing, right? But when you can't, when you can't tie your own shoes, yeah, it's a struggle. When you can't pull up your own drawers, it's a struggle. When you can't button up your pants and zip them up, it's a struggle. You think about all the little things that you have around you that you could not do, you know? You take you think about wow and I think about even my faith and like how I take advantage even now that I can walk and stuff again. I'm not the best runner, I never was, but like that's something I'm still that's still something I'm working on. Um but like I think about how like okay now you can walk, so you you wanna cut up, you wanna go on and buy drugs again, you wanna do this again, you wanna do that again, all this stuff. Because now you have the ability to. It's like come on man, come on, chill. So I'm thinking about that. And some of these podcasts, they're random, man, but they're good. They're really good. This American Life, love, will always love. I also love Crime Junkie. Come on now. You know I love some Crime Junkie because I can't. I, for, I went through a phase like while I was in the hospital. Like I couldn't listen to it because I couldn't sleep and stuff. But uh, I got over that phase and I, I love them again. It's just... It's just crazy to think about how people's brains like 
just a lot of things happen that they don't click and they just how how you can be so mad you you kill you know what i mean that's kind of crazy to me um what else am i listening to you know music i love music i always love music there's an artist uh afro beats artist her name is tims and i'm sure you know her she she got that one song uh it's called uh Ooh, I want. I was about to sing it, but I don't own the. I don't own the right, so I'm scared to sing it. But um, I'm like, what's it called, man? I'm trying to find it in my thing. Child, I don't even know what it's called. Uh, it's called Essence. Essence by Tim's good song. There's a song by Adekunle Gold called Center. Hmm, that I love. She had, uh, Tim's also has a song. I don't know what happened to that recording. I apologize. I was talking to you guys about what I was listening to. And I was like, I'm listening to Tim's. Uh, and then Usher Superstar started playing. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so I had to stop it because what? Random. But yeah, I'm listening to a lot of music. And a lot of it was faith music. But I went through this phase where I was like, I miss secular music. So I started playing stuff that I used to jam to. And it's crazy how we used to bump some of this stuff when we was kids, like, uh, Too Close by Next, remember that? Oh, how do, how do we play that stuff? I remember them playing it at school dances in, like, middle school, high school. You're dancing too close, like, what? Like, them words, look up, Google them lyrics, child, a mess. And we in the car just bumping them songs, man, what? Boasting to a lot of that kind of stuff. Not Not Next Too Close, but, you know old school feelings i mean old school music i said feelings child but i listen to a lot of lo-fi like music without words because sometimes the words as you can see they be catching me up but the i'd be like everybody be like I, you know i don't really pay attention to the words i just like the beat remember that we was kids i remember going to like youth events and our choir director be like y'all singing the heck out of these songs y'all even hearing what these words are about and in my head i'm like but you playing it though you playing it you know, of course, we're going to know what they're singing, you know, and we'd be like, we ain't going to listen to the words. It's about the it's about the beat. But now I listen to music without the words because it is about the beat. And it's about like just the chill vibes of it all. That's what I like, you know. So that's cool with me. Um, I'm trying to think my brother. My brother introduced me to somebody named Kane, baby Kane. I just got into him. He's like Kendrick Lamar's cousin. So, you know, I'm down with him. Some of his stuff is, like, real good, really, um, really deep. I love music that's, like, cerebral and makes you think about it. Um, there's another artist named Bashir that I really enjoy. Um, and, of course, Elsie Alexander. Um, shameless plug, that's my brother. Um, he just released a song called Golden Time. And I remember I, like, helped him record, like, the demo of that song. So it was hard to hear the real thing and be like, oh, man, it's so different than what we did. But I'm like, that's the music game, which I'm very new to still. But it's like, it's the golden time of day when you find who you are. And I love that because I know it will be a golden time of day when I find who I am. Because I still want to know who who am I? Who do I want to be? Who am I trying to be? 
because when I was smoking and drinking, I was trying to be just relevant, I guess. I was just trying to fit in, even though I've always been a person who marched to the beat of my own drum, always, including make, yeah, making my own, making the own, my own beats and all of that. And now I'm like, okay, so because of that, who are you trying to be? So yeah, those are a little bit of my listens. My reads, y'all, I'm reading this book. Man, and it scared me that I kind of stopped. One of my friends, uh, quote unquote friends, introduced me to this book called, uh, ooh, what is it called? Let me, I want to get it right, child. This book was tr- a trip. I'm, I, I, I'm going back to Enneagrams Made Easy because that's still really good. And I'm helping a lot of my friends when they find out their numbers. Like, oh, um, here's like an Enneagram Made Easy. It's just like a good example of like you, what you could be and why, whatever. But anyways, the book that I'm reading that scared me is called Napoleon Hill's Outwitting the Devil. Um, the Secret to Freedom. What? I'm like, what is his title, child? I don't know, but it's Outwitting the Devil. And uh, it's scary. It's really interesting. That's all that I can say because, um, but it, it, it really kind of helped me, helped me cool out from drinking, smoking, um, because of what, you know, the character of the devil says about, you know, his, his, uh, ability to like corrupt you at a young age. And he's like a lot of, he's like, I own 98% of this world. And like, a lot of people have to beg God, or but God has to beg them to want to follow Him, to believe in Him. But I don't even have to do any of that. They just do it automatically. And I was like, oh my goodness. How true is that? That's the truth right there. And it scared me. It scared me so much and taught me a lot about me. So golly, I said, oh, okay, all right, all right. You know, to kind of like put things into perspective for me, scared me. Yeah. It got me, it got me real good, you know what I'm saying? So, but I'm still reading it. I'm just like, I had to take a pause real quick because it was a lot. Um, and I'm watching, man, um, I love documentaries. So I watched, you know, I think I told you all about the Billie Holiday documentary. I watched that one real good. I've been watching Catfish a lot too, which is really funny because I just, it randomly came on on Hulu. Like, like after you finish a show, like another one just kind of starts until you stop it or whatever. And I'm like, dang, like, Catfish is a mess, man. Catfish, bro. So I watch a lot of that. And more documentaries. Um, just, like, murder ones. Like, A&E, the first 48. Those are, like, docuseries, you know? Those are sad. I watched one today about... I don't even know his name, but he was, like... The voice of, like, CBS. He was, like, an interviewer. And he was, like, really controversial. It was on Hulu. I don't even remember the man's name, y'all. This You told you see what I'm saying about how I don't retain stuff? I don't be letting it marinate and stuff. I want to do better about that. Because some of that... Because that was good. And I kind of was watching it, like... I was in and out of sleep. I was kind of taking a nap, but not really. So I don't... I couldn't tell you nothing, really. I ain't come. Ooh! I also watched, like... Was it Friday night? I watched Safe House... Man, yo, that movie is a trip. Um, it came it came out a long time ago, but I just now decided to watch it because one of my coworkers um, was like reading a book while she was holding the door and like letting kids in. And I was like, "Hey, what are you reading?" And she told me about it and 
how it's kind of like a sequel or like the same kind of idea as Safe House. And on the front cover, it's like from the same author of Safe House or something like that. And I was like, oh my goodness. And I was like, what is Safe House? She was like, oh, it's about espionage or it's about this and that. It takes place in South Africa and stuff like that. And I was like, hmm. She was like, it has Ryan Reynolds and Denzel in it. I was like, sold. I'm about to watch it. So I watched it. And man, when I say good, that's an understatement. That movie is great. Like that movie is amazing. And it's like so stressful from the jump. Like you don't, I never found me a reason to relax. Child, I was stressed out the whole time. But it was very good. And I also started watching this um, show. I don't even know if it's a show or a movie or what. But it's called Clickbait on Netflix. And I watched only one episode. And child, it was so stressful. Child, uh-uh. And then I tried to watch it like before bed one night. Fell asleep. Woke up and it was on like the fifth episode. And I was like, dang, I missed so much. So I have to go back. But I'm like also afraid to go back. Because it's one of them that I'm like, man, I don't got time. Um... I don't, but I don't really know necessarily what it's about. It's not what I thought it was going to be about. But it's a trip. It was a trip. So those are some of the things that I'm listening to, that I'm reading, that I'm watching. And if you know, leave me a comment or something like that, whatever. Let me know. Um, if you have any recommendations, tell me. They don't have to be like God stuff. You know what I'm saying? Jesus stuff. Um, I'm not like that, you know. To where I'm like, um, no, I'm sorry, it has to be religious because cause some of that stuff, religious stuff, be a mess, okay, which is really sad. Um, but there is something called the cho I think it's called the chosen or chosen or something like that. It's like a story of Jesus. I don't even know. I obviously haven't seen it, but a lot of people be talking about it. That to where I'm like, okay, maybe I should watch it. Um, I'm curious. I tried to watch like. The Book of Matthew, Gospel of Matthew on Netflix. Child, I was so bored because it was so long and so detailed and like not in English. I was like, child, I can't. I can't do it. But I wanted to do it. But I just couldn't, child. Couldn't do it. But anyways, we'll see. I'll keep you posted if I go back to that. But uh, yeah, man. It's life of life of a sober person. It's very great and exciting. I'm doing so much. But um. Yeah, I'm still auditioning. I still have an agent. Still in these streets doing my thing, my thug thizzle as a thespian. Um, But now I'm just more of a sober thespian. So that's just an interesting life. You know what I mean? Um, I'm still trying to do my best out here in these streets. And, you know, my health is it's improving greatly to the point now where I don't even think about it. Like if I have to use the restroom in the middle of the night, I just get up and go. It used to be just a straw. I used to lay in this bed and fight it. Like, oh, I have to pee, but I really don't want to go. I really have to be. I really don't want to go, though. Because you know how hard it would be to get up and go. Now I don't think about it, right? If I want to wear my Converse to school, I put them bad boys on, tie them up, let's go. Next, my next thing is, can I wear heels? And, like, I'm not a heel-wearing person, but I have, like, wedges and, like, thick ankle boots. And, like, sweater weather is, like, approaching us cute shoes or approaching us i don't be going any place i don't be going places like that anymore but i still be going places i'm like do i want to wear cute do i want to look cute or no you know what i'm saying so that's just another thing i'm thinking about you know what i mean and so i'm so random but (laughs) but yeah guys man this was longer than i thought it was going to be but it was great Uh, and a lot of this was off the dome 
as you can tell, most of these episodes are off the dome. Um, and you know, I was talking about exhorting, like having an exhort corner. And I, I've only done that a few times, like in the beginning of this year. And talking about um, bring your own black and brown businesses. And I think I only promoted like one black and brown business. It was my mom's like, um, she's a counselor. She's a black counselor slash therapist, which is awesome. And because we need more of those people in the world anyway. So uh, I think she was the only person that I've, that I've, uh, it's the only black and brown business that I've supported, but there is someone else that I was thinking about bringing on to the show. Um, but I just, um, I haven't finished like talking to them about it yet. And so if that's the case, then we'll, we'll probably do that, uh, soon before this year ends. Of course, I would love to do that because that would be cool. Um, but if not, I'll think of some other things. I have some cool stuff in store in my head, but of course they're just in my head. So we'll see if I can bring them to live and bring them to reality because that would be awesome. But thank you guys for listening to this candid conversation that I have with myself and with anyone who's listening. Um, We can do this life, guys. This was a hard 18 plus months that we're in, almost two years. It's like three months at the end of the year, y'all. Can y'all believe that? Like September is like over after like next week. It's going to be October. What? Like what? That's kind of cool and kind of crazy at the same time. Uh, Is it bad that I'm like already ready for this year to end? Because like, man, remember when the year first began and people was like storming the Capitol, climbing the walls and stuff, doing the Ron Stoppable admission. Remember that? Kim Possible, Ron Stoppable, climbing the damn side of the building. Man, people crazy out here in these streets. So that's just so funny to me. I'm sorry. I, I don't know. Somebody like posted about it on Instagram and it had me dead. Um, but it was like our, you know, your, you know how they give you a trial run? Like you get seven days, man, we in it now because the trial is over and this is the year, this is the year we're going to have. And this has been a really hard year, um, for so many of us. And I'm thinking of you all praying for this world. I'm praying for you. Anybody listening, you got, you're in my prayers, you're in my thoughts. I love you all. And thank you so much for tuning in. That about sums it up. The summaries with Chuck. I'll see y'all next time. Thanks. Bye.